This gives your photographer a chance to figure out all of the best angles, the best creative angles, like through windows, through candlelights. It helps them, it gives them time to find those reflective surfaces and figure out how to best use them to create images. Hey there, welcome to the Complete Wedding Photography for Couples podcast. Do you know that the number one regret for most couples after their wedding is usually their photographs? Tammy will share all the knowledge and expertise she has gained over the years to help you get the very best wedding images from your photographer. The conversations on this podcast are going to help you understand how almost every decision you make for your wedding day directly affects your photographer. Tammy is going to give you the knowledge and awareness you need to create a nearly perfect position for your photographer to be in on your wedding day. And that means better images for you to remember your special milestone. Tammy Blaylock is an internationally awarded, nationally featured wedding photographer and published author. Since 2010, she has excelled in helping each of her couples capture beautiful, emotive images from their big day. Tammy wants your wedding day to be as perfect as you do. So tune in and listen up, because this episode's about to begin. Hello, everyone, and a very warm welcome to my little pocket of this gigantic podcast world. Thank you so much for tuning in today to learn how to set your wedding photographer up for success and how to eliminate all the obstacles and challenges you didn't even know you were creating for your wedding photographer. I am so happy that you're here. So I got to see my beautiful, perfect peanut this weekend. For those of you who don't know, my peanut is my grandson. He's two years old and he is the most precious thing in this world. I met my oldest daughter, Sierra, in Temple, Texas. That is not quite halfway between us, but I met her in Temple this weekend to do a puppy exchange. And by puppy, I just mean small dog. Uh, Scruffy is not a puppy. She's a adult female dog. And I met Sierra in Temple to pick up Scruffy from Sierra and got to visit with Sierra and my little peanut for, I would say, about an hour or maybe longer because it was close to five o'clock. I think we met, oh gosh, about two o'clock, 2.30, 3 o'clock. I, I guess it was 3 o'clock when we met and 5 o'clock when we parted ways. So I guess we spent roughly two hours with, with each other in the parking lot of Bucky's. And for all of you who are listening who don't know about Bucky's, Bucky's is a Texas gas station slash convenience store that is a lot more like a grocery store slash department store shopping experience with about a hundred gas pumps out front. So if you don't know about Bucky's, you need to get your Texas education on and next time you're in Texas, stop in a Bucky's. I think they are expanding outside of Texas into South Carolina. Florida, Georgia, other states. I'm not sure all where, but I know that the most 
of the locations are in Texas because it is a original Texas company. All right, let's get started. So today's topic is how to have the best first dance images. I am going to share with you four tips that will help you get the best first dance images from your photographer. All right, so let's just dive right into tip number one. Number one, if you can help it, never cut the song short. All right, always let your photographer know the song and the artist, the song title and the artist. If your photographer is proactive, if they are smart, they are going to Google that song and see how long that song is so that they know how much time they have to work. They are going to know if they have two minutes and 18 seconds to capture images or four minutes and five seconds to capture images of your first dance. And Cutting, I mean, the, the difference of 60 seconds is huge when we are talking first dance images. If there is no reason for it, do not ever cut the length of your first dance short. Always dance the full length of the song, but if for some reason, such as timeline constraints, you're not good dancers and you're super embarrassed or nervous about that, um, you are extreme introverts and you feel you have no choice but to cut the song short, let your photographer know that they're only going to have 30 seconds or a minute to capture the dance. Let them know when you have instructed the DJ to fade out of that song and end the song so that your photographer isn't, you know, isn't thinking incorrectly that they have the typical length of a first dance song, you know, two to four minutes to capture images when that's not the case at all. And you have instructed the DJ to fade out of that song super early. So tip number one, if you can help it, never cut the length of your first dance song short. Tip number two, remember to smile. So many times I photograph couples dancing their first dance and they just look like they're not having any fun. So no RBI, and I'm sure we all know what RBI stands for, or blankly staring over your new spouse's shoulder with a look on your face that might be interpreted as, when will this dance be over? I'm hungry, my feet hurt, I need a drink, I want to be anywhere but here right now. So remember to smile. And a caveat onto this remember to smile, don't spend the entire song talking. I know that talking will help to calm your nerves if you tend to be a really nervous person and you don't like to be the center of attention. I know that talking with your partner can kind of make you feel or forget where you're at and that can tend to calm your nerves. 
But when you're talking, it is a bit harder to capture pleasant expressions on your face. So instead of talking for the length of the entire song, instead, you know, again, smile, look into your partner's eyes, and just try to think about how perfect the day has been. How much you love this person that you're dancing with. Try to think about your future. Anything else to take your mind off your nerves. A common piece of advice that I always give my own couples is just to breathe and soak it all in and try to memorize this moment. Try to commit as many things as possible that you can about this moment to your memory as you can. Hey, if you're loving this episode, can I please ask that you share a screenshot from wherever you're listening to your Instagram story and tag either Complete Wedding Ed or Add a Girl Photo. And just as a quick reminder, there is a book available on Amazon that corresponds to this podcast and it's prime eligible. And lastly, if you ever have a topic that you would like me to cover or a specific question that you would like me to answer, all you have to do is send me an email to Tammy, T-A-M-M-Y, at atagirlphoto.com. All right, let's get back to the episode. Uh, Tip number three, have your family, your best friends, and your wedding party be present in this moment. So you need to remind your family, your best friends, and your wedding party to be present and watch your first dance. The images are always better if the people in the background of the images appear to be engaged and look as if they are enjoying your moment. Images with the people in the background who are distracted, on their phones, conversing with each other and who look oblivious to the fact that you are having a once in a lifetime moment, these images are so depressing to me. So gently remind the key players on your wedding day to help you out with this. Remind them that they can participate in your first dance by being present and engaged in the background of these images. And tip number four, and this is the big one here, guys. This is in no way traditional, but this can be the biggest catalyst to improving your first dance images. Have your first dance last. What I mean by that, it's still your first dance, even if it follows the parents' first dances, the dances that you have with your parents. Here's the deal. By having your first dance last in the lineup of the dances that happen at the reception, the formal dances, So traditionally, the dances with the parents are called the second dances. So if you have the second dances first, and then your first dance last, this gives your photographer a chance to figure out all of the best angles, the best creative angles, like through windows, through candlelights. It helps them, it gives them time to find those reflections reflective surfaces and figure out how to best use them to create images. 
it gives your photographer a chance to figure out where everyone is seated so that they can include them or frame them in the photo with you and your partner as you dance. So imagine you and your new spouse dancing on the right side of the frame with your parents hugging arm in arm and crying in the background on the left side of the frame. So having your first dance last in terms of chronological order gives your photographer a chance to troubleshoot and problem solve all of the tricky situations before you begin your dance. Usually when these first and second dances happen at the reception, no other dancing has yet occurred. So the photographer doesn't really yet know where the best angles will be. So if you have your first dance last, this will give them a bit of a window to figure out how to best capture your first dance. All right, guys, that is it. That is the end of this episode. And the only way that this podcast will grow is if you share it. Again, please take a screenshot wherever you're listening and share it to Instagram. Put that on your story and tag at a girl photo or complete wedding ad. I need your grassroots help. Uh, You can also subscribe and leave a review wherever you're listening. That will help other couples just like you find me organically. I would be grateful for whatever kind of help you're willing to give me. If you want to know more about my book, the podcast, or my wedding photography, you can log on to completewedded.com or atagirlphoto.com. All the links to all the things are in my show notes. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you have one hell of a day. I will catch you next time. Adios. Thank you for listening to the Complete Wedding Photography for Couples podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time and we hope that you learned something to make your wedding photographs better and your wedding day less stressful. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts so others just like you can set their wedding photographer up for success. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you again during the next episode.